Welcome to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Do you know, I don't think we've ever said the full title of our new theme song for 2022. We haven't. We haven't. It's called With Apologies to Sir Christopher Lee. <laughs> I love it. I do too. <laughs> I don't know why I, I wrote that song. I don't know why I put that title on it, but I like the title. Well. We love Christopher Lee. We too, do love so. Christopher Lee. <laughs> Wherever he is, I hope he likes the song. I'm sure he does. I hope the listeners like the song. Welcome. We're so glad all of you are here. It's always a treat to do the show, and, and we're glad that you're out there uh, listening to the show. Yeah. There it is. Spring well, is in the Whether it be air. on the toilet or while, <laughs> yes. you're, while you're walking or... Whether we are your morning drive time podcast or your morning deuce podcast, (laughs) we're happy that you're all here. (laughs) Thank you for that faith. You're welcome. Spring is in the air, is it not? It is. If you're like me, you've been feeling spring all over your face, in your sinuses. The trees are out there mating. Fornicating. Fornicating. The trees <laughs> The trees are out there fornicating, and we're all paying the price. Sex yes. kills people. <laughs> Sex kills. But spring is, spring is here, which means summer is right around the corner. And what comes with summer, Faith? I don't know what. Baseball. Yes. <laughs> Baseball comes with summer. Baseball, the great American pastime. You know, it's not just the great American pastime anymore. If you look... At Major League rosters, there are players from all over the world, from Australia, uh, from Latin America. I mean, just the international market has just been so good for Major League Baseball. So not just the American pastime anymore. It's a worldwide pastime. Baseball might have something to do with the film we're talking about tonight. This is a horror and sci-fi movie podcast, but tonight's movie... It's not a horror film. It's no. not a science fiction movie. Mm-mm. It is a sweet fantasy, though, isn't it? It is. Tonight's movie reminds me of something that would have been on the Twilight Zone. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes, it It does. has the feel of a classic Twilight Zone episode in a lot of ways, doesn't it? It really does. Faith, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about Field of Dreams from 1989. 1989. This movie was released on May 5th, 1989. The summer of 89. Let me tell you something. It brings back some memories. So many memories oh, for you. Oh, man. We had Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman, who's about to make another appearance on yes. screen. We had Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. I think Indiana Jones is getting ready to make another screen appearance at some time in the not-too-distant future. Where was... Uh, we had uh, Back to the Future 2 was out in 89. 89 was a... Really good movie year. Yeah, and this, like. <laughs> and this was one of the movies that made the summer of 89 such a great year. Tonight's film was written by Phil Alden Robinson. You might remember him for a movie he did in 1992 called Sneakers. Sneakers is a great movie that has a great cast. If you haven't seen Sneakers, you need to check that movie out. It's got Robert Redford, the late, great Sidney Poitier, the one and only Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, speaking of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it's got River Phoenix in it. Ben Kingsley, just a really, really wonderful cast. He wrote and directed tonight's film. It's based on the novel Shoeless Joe by W.P. Kinsella. 
It has a great score by James Horner. And this movie was nominated for three, count them, three Academy Awards back when they kind of sort of maybe meant something. Yes. <laughs> I think we can safely say that the Oscars might be a thing of the past now. Yeah. <laughs> just just a little <laughs> bit. It was nominated for Best Picture, for Best Score, and for Best Adapted Screenplay. And that is, of course, Phil Alden Robinson who adapted it. And it is a film that has been inducted into the Library of Congress National Film Registry. That happened in 2017. And they do that for films that they deem culturally or aesthetically significant. And guess what? I think this movie is culturally. Culture. It is culturally. <laughs> culturally? Yeah, it's a little culturally. A little <laughs> culturally. Field of Dreams. You know the story. You all know the story, right? I mean, an Iowa farmer is out in the field. He hears a voice. What does that voice say to him, Faith? If you build it, he will, he will come. come. And who comes? Shoeless Joe Jackson. You know, the character played by Kevin Costner in this, Ray Kinsella, the, the main character of this, he's my third favorite Iowan. Or he's one of my top three favorite Iowans. He's, he's my second favorite fictional Iowan after Captain James <laughs> Tiberius Kirk. Yeah. I'm also very partial to former LSU spinner Lolo Jones, who's from Iowa. <laughs> Well, all right. As well. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Costner does indeed star in this as Ray Kinsella, the man hearing voices, the voice that leads him to build a baseball field in his cornfield. Uh, this this is just it's, it's so good. I'm smiling right now just thinking <laughs> about this. He is joined in this endeavor by the by the wonderful Amy Madigan as his wife, Annie and Amy Madigan for me steals every everybody in this movie steals every scene that they're exactly. in it's, yeah, no. <laughs> it's a really wonderful ensemble cast we're going to get to all of them gabby hoffman plays their daughter karen gabby hoffman is currently starring in a little show faith and i have been watching called winning time the rise of the lakers dynasty she's amazing so in that she's amazing in this too she she's she's really matured into a really good adult actress mm -hmm. Darth Vader's in this movie. We have James Earl Jones in this movie playing writer Terrence Mann. That is a character that was based on the reclusive J.D. Salinger. In the novel, Shoeless Joe, the character was indeed J.D. Salinger. Burt Lancaster, the Academy Award winning uh, uh, iconic actor. He's the actor. If you don't know who Burt Lancaster is, he's the actor that's on the beach when the water comes up and from here to eternity, one of the most famous movie scenes of all time. That's him. He, he was an Academy Award winner for a movie called Elmer Gantry. He was in a film called The Birdman of Alcatraz, Burt Lancaster. He was, he was really something. We have Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta plays Shoeless Joe. That's Ray from Shantix. I, I haven't seen the Shantix commercials in a while. I haven't either. I wonder what I don't know out there, if it, out there, uh, you out there listening, if you remember the Shantix commercials. It was Ray Liotta talking about how he quit smoking. You know, he took the Shantix pill. And I had a kick with the Shantix oh, commercials because he has that look. He has that very intimidating look uh -huh. about it, you know. And uh, we'd be watching television and I would look over at Faith and just insert something else because the line was something like, my name is Ray and I quit smoking. You know, it's like, my name's Ray, I quit murdering. You know, my name's Ray, I quit intimidating people with my eyes, that kind of thing. 
I love Ray Liotta, and he's really good in this. He is. Uh, great character actor named Dwyer Brown is in this. He's going to play a very important character. We'll get to that in a second, too. Timothy Busfield. Timothy Busfield, he's a, another great character actor. He's been in a, a lot of stuff. Most famous for his role on the late 80s, early 90s series, 30-something. And we have a voice in this movie, that voice that tells Ray Kinsella to build the baseball field do you know we still don't know who the voice is i know i was wondering that um so some people have said it's kevin costner himself i'm pretty familiar with kevin costner in his work and i do not hear costner's voice in that now some people have said that it's ray Liotta. if you listen real closely i could i could make that work maybe and it would make sense right yeah well, the author of Shoeless Joe, W.P. Kinsella, says that it's Ed Harris, Amy Madigan's husband. Okay. And I don't really hear it, but that doesn't no, mean anything. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's great that we don't know who it is. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. So, as we said, this is the Late Night Fright Horror Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, but we're doing this sweet fantasy called Feel the Dreams. Why are we doing Feel the Dreams this week? Is opening week in baseball. And there's ghosts. And there are ghosts in this. <laughs> but baseball is soon baseball upon time. us. Opening week. Faith and I are are, are big baseball fans. Oh, and yes. uh, we are on record, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, <laughs> as being baseball fans. And at this point, we're going to talk about baseball. Faith, what is it about baseball that just it's this thing that is I feel so like you asked me this like two weeks ago. I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. It's this thing that lives and breathes, uh-huh. and it's this beautifully perfect game that encapsulates life, and it's quintessentially American, right? And but yet, it's comprised of elements from other places, mm-hmm. which then makes it quintessentially American. This kind of melting pot of a game, mm-hmm. and it's welcoming and democratic. And, you know, that now, of course, if you're going to do this at a high level, there are certain attributes you might need for certain positions. But really, anybody can play this game. Yeah. Anybody can play this game. It's that simple. It's great. And everybody gets a fair shot. You get nine innings. It is not over until it is over. Mm -hmm. I, I just I have been in love with this game since I was a child. I was, yeah. I've been in love with it that long. Who taught you the game of baseball? Because everybody has that one person that that explained to them the game of baseball. I feel like I feel like it was my dad. We started watching it. He started watching. Well, he had watched his whole life, and then we kind of started watching it together. And then I was like, "Oh wow, why have I not yeah. been watching this before?" And he kind of right. kind of walked me through it. But it's almost kind of self-explanatory in ways too. In a way, yeah. in a way you but can there's kinda... always a guiding hand yeah. that explains the game to you. It was my father, yeah, and yeah, you know, in my respect too. It was, it was it was my dad who taught me mm-hmm. the game, and I learned you know the strategy of the game. Now I I didn't grow up playing the game, but. I've always had a great respect for the game and love the game, and I and I get way too into it. You know, oh, yeah. I, I mean, just I Faith will tell you. I mean, I, I listen when I listen to podcasts. I listen to baseball podcasts, and and I've just I know the storylines. It's if you've never really watched baseball, please. I, I'm I'm going to encourage all of you out there. 
uh, watch a game. There's so many storylines and there's drama in every movement and motion. There's a story happening all over the field and it's, it's really amazing and it's great. And there is a wonderful spiritual aspect to the game as well that this mm-hmm. movie really, really, really clues into. So this movie, what I love about this movie, this movie is not just about baseball, but it is about baseball. Mm-hmm. But it's also not about baseball. <laughs> and it's about forgiveness and it's about regret and it's about making amends with the past. And also it's this really sweet fantasy about a man who builds a field in on his farm. Yeah. I mean, really, really wonderful. It's also about having a vision, sticking with it and exactly. sticking to your convictions. And I think that's missing in today's society uh, a little bit. So and it's also about dreaming and dreaming big and following through on your dream. And I think that's missing a little bit in today's society too. I think you're right. Let's see if we get to get to some of that tonight. First off, you had never seen this movie. I had not, and I'm disappointed in myself that I hadn't. Well, you don't need to be disappointed anymore because you have now seen it. I want to back up to before you saw this. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't have to convince you to do this movie because I, but what I want to know is what did you think when I said, okay, this movie is about a man who builds a baseball field in his cornfield and the ghost of shoeless Joe Jackson comes back to play. And then I showed you the trailer for the film. What did you think when, when I just told you what it was about? Well, I was definitely intrigued, obviously. I mean, you're talking about baseball and you're talking about ghost. I mean, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting plot. I mean, and what did you think of the movie now that you've seen it? Oh, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. It really it really is. This is a movie I think that speaks to it doesn't matter if you like baseball or not. It it No, you can you can substitute baseball really with I think anything, right? I mean Anything, yeah. You any- know, it, it's but you put that there and it- The movie the movie that most reminds me of this tonally and thematically, and we've covered this on the show and stay tuned because uh, we're going to have a special uh, present representation of it is the sixth sense with Bruce Willis and Haley Joel Osment, because that movie is about communication and forgiveness and acceptance and those kind of things. And they're, they're on that same trajectory. They're both ghost stories. Right. One's a little more, uh, this is a lot more warmer. Yeah. Yeah. Then the sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of sixth sense is more of a scary ghost story. Well, a little less dark. <laughs> a little less dark. But there are ghosts in this. And that's why, you know, why I have no problem doing this on this show. But what do you think of it as a ghost story? Because the ghosts, you know, these spirits have messages. You know, right. it, it, it harkens back to like, you know, unfinished business. These spirits come back, the, the uh, eight. Eight men out, as yeah. it is from the uh, from the uh, Black Sox team, you know, yeah. that come back, have unfinished business, you know, and and there's more than just their unfinished business in this, and and it, it leads to a conclusion that we're going to get to. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that, but um, it is a ghost story. It is. It is, and there are a few parts in here that are kind of chilling, like when you see the silhouette of Shoeless Joe out in the field before the lights come on. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of chilling. It, it really you know? is. <laughs> and but one thing I love about this movie tonally is that the character of Ray Kinsella and his wife, uh, and then Annie, and then their daughter Karen, 
they just go with it. Right. They just <laughs> go with it. There's no questioning. And anything. it's great. And the way that they set them up, because they went to Berkeley, so they're they're kind of hippies, you know, uh, from the late 60s, early 70s. And and it works because of their outlook on on life, on life yeah. you know. Um, so let's talk about them. Let's talk about the guy who's who's at the center of this, Kevin Costner. There was a time, we're living in a time where Kevin Costner is one of the biggest stars on television right now. He's had this wonderful career resurgence with Yellowstone, which is, what, in his fifth season, I believe now? I believe fifth so. or sixth season? And uh, I'll be honest, I haven't I haven't seen it. I I Me just neither. I don't I've, have the time. I've heard good. Things I've heard about great it. things about it. I just don't have the time to to dedicate right. to it. But there was a time Kevin Costner was the biggest, if not one of the biggest, movie stars in the world. What he had, and I'm old enough to remember this because I was ten years old when this came out. He had this all American thing about him. Mm-hmm. He had this thing that harkens back. To actors like Gary Cooper, if you've never seen anything that Gary Cooper uh, was in, Gary Cooper had that quality that that Costner had at this time. This really Midwest, even though he's from California, but he <laughs> he embodied, for lack of a better term, this uh, the spirit of America. This yeah. this thing you see it in this movie. You know, you saw it in 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 the movie he did previous to this, uh, Bull Durham. You know, which which is another baseball movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. And one of the funny things is they wanted Kevin Costner to be in this movie, and they didn't think he'd do it because he had just done a baseball movie. And Kevin Costner is someone that you just don't say you can't do that. He <laughs> and he said, "No, I'd love to do this movie." And 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 they got the right guy because I was reading uh, Tom Hanks was the next guy up, and I'm oh not a Tom God. Hanks fan. Um, He's been in some of the greatest horror movies of our time, Forrest Gump included. And I I, I can't see anyone else in this movie except for Kevin Costner. I there's can't a, either. We were watching this together, and there's this really beautiful all-shucks mentality to him. And he's not a hayseed at all. This is a smart, educated, this is a college-educated guy. And he's going on this adventure. And what I love is uh, Kierkegaard. The philosopher Kierkegaard talked about the knight of infinite faith, and the knight of infinite faith is one who doesn't uh, adhere to any local jurisdiction, (laughs) you know. (laughs) He doesn't adhere to the law of man. He adheres to the law of the divine, Mm -hmm. and he's directly in tune with the divine. Um, If you want to see that in action in in another fable, Qui-Gon Jinn from Star Wars The Phantom Menace is the knight of infinite faith. Okay, uh, so he finds Anakin, and he believes him to be the chosen one, and people are saying, no, 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 he's not the chosen one that's going to lead to darkness. Well, it turns out he was right, and he stuck to his guns. You see, Ray Kinsella is that kind of hero. He's this knight of infinite faith, and he's on a quest. He's on a quest, and he is not to be deterred from that quest, and he has to give up his will to a higher power for this thing to roll. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I love this. I I can't see anyone but Costner in this. I can't either. He's just, I feel like he feels so real in every role. Like there's no like, oh yeah, this guy's acting. Like it just feels like he, he fits so well in this role in most roles, but this role. And it's I out mean, there. This movie's so out there. Yeah. This movie 
it, but it doesn't s- feel like that when you're feel watching weird it because at it's all. so grounded, right? You know, and I've said this about the original Star Wars before. Go and go back and watch Star Wars from '77. That's a weird movie. It, it it it's it's great and lovely, and we've seen it a million times, so we just accept it. It's a weird movie. This is kind of a weird movie. It's you know the guy builds a baseball field and ghosts show up, and and it leads to something bigger than than we can possibly imagine, right? And it leads to something that hits at the heart of all of us. And and um, because there's two kinds of men in the world, there's men who cry at the end of Field of Dreams and there's men who lie about crying. not <laughs> crying at the end of Field of Dreams. And I fully, I fully cop and Faith can back me up on this. I cried several times during the movie and I've seen this movie more than once, okay? <laughs> I've seen it way more than once. And it just, it gets you, especially for men on an emotional level. But... We'll get to that too. The Costner performance, though, really grounds this thing, and he's so damn likable in this. I know. Ray Kinsella is one of my favorite characters because here's a guy who has conviction and is standing by his conviction, even when everyone else around him is telling him to let it go. But more importantly, when he himself doesn't understand what is going on. And he sticks with it. Yep. And my God, I'm not going to get up on a soapbox here. We need more of that. We need more people who have conviction mm-hmm. and drive and stand up mm-hmm. and say, no, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And you're not going to stop me. Right. You know, I know this is going somewhere. You know, uh-huh. he's a hero. Ray Kinsella is he's a hero. I, I love God, I love this performance. It, I it's know I it's too. there were so many times too we were looking at each other because he's funny in this. I don't think Costner gets enough credit for how well he handles comedy. Like I guess because it feels like natural. Like, you know, like so natural, right? Yeah. Like that's what I don't know, that's what I associate with him is just this natural, real presence with him. He's just this real guy that's just Yeah. <laughs> I um I, I honestly I, I can't see anybody else doing this. There's one other guy I, I could have maybe seen doing it. And he was on uh we were thinking a lot about him when we were watching this because like everybody else we got we heard the news about Bruce Willis and he, he's retired. And um and, and then we're also thinking about the six senses we're watching this mm-hmm. because of the ghosts. I could have seen Bruce at this point in his career because he does have that charm, but yeah. he doesn't have that he didn't have that all shucks mentality. I mean, Costner just has that, that it's, it's this, it's, it's amazing. You have to see it. It's that thing. It's, it's the it, it's the it factor. (laughs) So I have to tell a quick story. I was coming over to face. I had to wait to come over to face because we had a pretty hellacious little storm. It was a squall line that came through and lasted for about what? 30 minutes. About. Yeah. It, it was it was supposed to be a lot of something, and then mm-hmm. it thankfully it turned out yeah. to be a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. But um, so I waited for it to pass, and and I got in the car and came over to watch Field of Dreams. We're, we're so excited to watch this movie, and it was this gorgeous sky that like you get after after you know storms like this. It was at right at the magic hour, you know, like right right mm-hmm. between you know five thirty and six thirty, you know, and the sky was very blue, but there was there were purples and pinks, yeah. you know, and, and, and the, and the clouds, the clouds were gorgeous. 
and the world just had that that feeling that it uh that it had been like cooled off and bathed you know mm-hmm. that that like an early morning dew but in the in the evening it was yeah. gorgeous i i I, I'm being very honest here. It was very spiritual driving over because there weren't a lot of people on the road, and, and it was like me and like the sky, mm-hmm. and it was it was great. So I'm coming over the face, and I'm thinking about Field of Dreams, uh, kind of preparing my mind, you know, going over it, going over it in my mind, and thinking about this show that we're doing now. And I started thinking about Costner and this, and this. I don't know. Maybe you'll think I'm a dumbass or not. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I was like, you know, at that point in his career, he would have made a great Clark Kent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. Clark Kent or Superman, like at this point in his career. <laughs> and about five seconds after I had that thought, I went, you dumbass. That's why they cast him as Superman's dad. Duh. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and he was really good as Superman's dad. Yes, he was. <laughs> I don't know of anybody else who could have played Superman's dad. He's got that pedigree. And this movie is one of those wow. things that gives him that pedigree. So we love Ray. Love him. His wife, Annie, is played by Amy Madigan. My God. I mean, it's it's the pairing of, uh, it's like the pairing of Harrison Ford and Karen Allen in uh-huh. Raiders of the Lost Ark, where you have the Spitfire. You know, uh-huh. she is so feisty she's got that she's got that redhead energy (laughs) she's got that redhead energy and she compliments him so well they feel like a married couple they really do that's what i love about them they really do they really feel like a married couple and you have to give her character a whole lot of credit because she goes with him on this Mm -hmm. journey and does encourage him Mm -hmm. doesn't even though they might lose the farm encourages him and she can see the ghosts because not everyone can see the ghosts. Oh, but she can see mm-hmm. the ghosts. And Amy Madigan was a fan of the book Shoeless Joe. So that's why she really wanted to do this. So Amy Madigan might like baseball. So she's in <laughs> so running cool. she's in running for a perfect woman, you know? <laughs> she has some really great scenes in this though. She and does. and the interactions between she and Costner are really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And but she has her great moment where she confronts the uh the the book burner as she calls her the the nazi cow <laughs> uh it's a great scene it's one of the great scenes uh, oh it is in the film <laughs> and she, again she grounds this film with her performance and but she also goes with it mm-hmm. and she's funny too she and is. but but it's but it's also just like kevin costner she feels real too you know there's there's just such this real quality with both of them, yeah. and it feels warm and inviting. And with Gabby Hoffman, who plays their daughter, who I think is really, again, she's she's really wonderful in this. And now we come to the big man, the cleanup batter, if you will. We have James Earl Jones, Darth Vader himself, playing the reclusive writer Terrence Mann, who the voice sends Ray to, and who also is is hearing the voice. And James Earl Jones, they cast him. Uh, they they couldn't use Salinger, obviously for for obvious reasons. But they cast James Earl Jones a because he's a great actor, and b because he's so big. And they thought it would be funny to see Ray Kinsella <laughs> try to kidnap someone so big. James Earl Jones in this movie, oh he God. delivers the classic speech mm-hmm. about baseball, and I believe every word about that. That speech, you could substitute America for baseball and that and you know we don't always get it right but we try Mm -hmm. i believe that Mm -hmm. i believe that and i don't believe people who say oh we're awful you know 
no, we, you know, nobody's perfect. We no. try. And baseball has really been a mirror for America, you know, right. with the integrate. We're coming up uh, time in this recording, the 75th anniversary of the integration of baseball with Jackie Robinson making his debut. And this year, all of the players on Jackie Robinson Day, which is April 15th, uh, everybody wears 42 on that mm-hmm. day, and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. And this year, uh, the 42s are all going to be Dodger Blue or oh, Brooklyn nice. in the case because he was in Brooklyn at the time. And that's an amazing story that's documented very beautifully in the film 42 with the late Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford, one of our favorites here on, on the Late <laughs> Night Fred. Great film. Check that out if you haven't seen it. We don't always get it right. We've had to go to the to the blackboard and erase it, and but we try to be better. And baseball, you know, right. has, has has been a mirror into that. Mm-hmm. And and I believe, you know, I, I I I believe our best days are ahead. I know it's it's very dark right now, but I I believe our best days are ahead. Yeah. And it can only get get better, right? <laughs> it can only get better. Hopefully. And I feel that this game is a is a, is a beacon. I really do. I this game just encapsulates what I love about this country and what I love about life and, 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 and it's, it's everything. I really do. I believe that this game is just everything. I do too. But James Earl Jones has this smile that just absolutely lights up the screen. And this man turns into a 10 year old boy <laughs> during the course of this film. And it's so lovely. And he and Costner make a great pair, don't they? They really do. Is this, this is the only thing they've ever done together, huh? As far as I know, they should have done. They should have, you know. They really should. They really, they really go well together. <laughs> yeah, they. And Terrence Mann. What do you think of the character of Terrence Mann? I liked him. He felt. I don't know. You have like, like I keep saying, you have this realness with this couple, and I guess, I don't know. He was, he was different from. His vibe was different yeah. from the rest of everything else. Everybody has a problem that needs to be solved. Right. You know, and his is 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 this. There's this you know, tinge of of wistful regret mm-hmm. with not you know for his past with his dad right. you know and Ebbets Field and Jackie Robin yeah you know, it, it's it's just the way this comes together and he ends up and he can see the ghost oh yeah he can yep. see the ghost <laughs> he gets to go with the ghost too ooh <laughs> pretty cool I know the great Burt Lancaster plays Moonlight Graham that is a character that is based on a real character they they changed a few of the details but he is based on on a real character do you know who they wanted to play that role who really the only other person that could have done it and and i don't want to take anything away from burt lancaster who i think is very oh. good in this Amazing. movie he's he's great jimmy stewart they wanted jimmy stewart to do that and okay. boy right i mean because this <laughs> is like the kind of movie that frank capper would have made and jimmy stewart being in it, it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. And that kind of thing, it just really, really would have worked. It but would've. and I don't want to take anything away from Bert because no. man, that guy was good too. But Jimmy Stewart would have made a whole lot of sense too. Moonlight, oh, yeah, God, what a what a just again, there it is. A, a little bit of regret, dreams and regret and mm-hmm. longing. Ray Liotta, we've talked about Shoeless Joe. He, 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 it's nice to see him. There's an intensity to Joe because Ray Liotta has that intensity because he's taken the shantics. <laughs> He's trying not to murder and intimidate, <laughs> you know, because you, you associate him with mob films, you know, and, yes. you know, Goodfellas and and things like this. But uh, here, there's a real softness to him, and I, and I love him 
in this movie. I do too. He's like, a, they wanted somebody older, but I think they they went right. Mm-hmm. They got it right with her, and he doesn't really look anything like Shoeless Joe, and that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. He's really he's great. He Every, really is. Everybody here is great. Timothy Busfield uh, as Mark Annie's brother. He's he's also a good presence because he he's he's representing an antagonist, but he's not a villain. He's right. he's you know. Um, Dwyer Brown. Let's get to it. So what is this movie really about? What is it really about? Well, is it about baseball? Yeah, it's about baseball. It's about fathers and sons, though. That's mm-hmm. what this movie is really about. Yeah. And Dwyer Brown plays John Kinsella, Ray's father. And there's a beautiful prologue to this movie in which Ray lays out the story of his father and their relationship and how he was an older man, you know, when when Ray came along. And they, like so many men, had a falling out, and they weren't able to reconcile before John died. And that's how the movie starts, And as he tells the tale. And I love how this movie starts, that little prologue. It's, it's really lovely. And John's uh, hero was Shoeless Joe. So his hero comes back into this cornfield, right? <laughs> and... What happened? If you build it, he will come. Mm-hmm. And you think it's shoeless. Boy, they, they pull a fast one on you. Just like the sixth sense where there's that twist. Mm-hmm. And and this is like, and this is where it gets into the territory of the Twilight Zone for me, where the Twilight Zone would have those beautiful little twists at the end. And the Twilight Zone wasn't always uh, horrific or science fiction. The Twilight Zone would do these funny little comedic stories. They did this really great one with Carol Burnett where an angel comes down to help her and he's just a mess. He's a hot mess, <laughs> you know? And, and that's it. So it wasn't just, you know, uh, holding up a mirror to society. Right. Like Rod Serling would do. They would occasionally, you know, have some fun. And, and this for me is where it gets into the real meat of it. And Dwyer Brown plays John Kinsella, his father. If you build it, he will come. It's his dad. Yeah. It's his dad. Let me ask you, because you didn't know, because mm-hmm. you didn't know. Did you have any idea that his dad was going to show up at the field? I figured. I but mean, did you know how he was going to show up at the field? Not necessarily, but I had a feeling. As one of the players, yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling. And I'm thinking about it right now. It, it gets me. It gets me like it does so many men of all ages. Mm-hmm. Just the simple act of having a catch. It's... it's it's lovely. It really it's is. It's lovely. <laughs> and I'm really glad that they got their chance to reconcile. And there's a lot of people out there who, who unfortunately haven't gotten their chance to reconcile. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if this movie teaches us anything, if you have the opportunity, you got to take it. You got to take it you while really, we're here. You really do. You're not here. For, we're not here for a long time. No. You know? So uh, really just lovely stuff. Really, really lovely. Um, and, and I feel like all we've said tonight is like, oh, this is just great. This is great. It is. It's what just it is. it's just great. <laughs> and again, opening day is coming up in a few days from the time of this recording. Why not? Baseball I mean, yeah, and why, ghost. Why not? Baseball and ghost. Right. It's such an interesting. I mean, really, if you t- I mean, if you tell somebody who maybe isn't a baseball fan. Oh, yeah. This movie's about. <laughs> Baseball and Ghost, I might be like, okay, yeah. what? But and and this movie God. is really funny too. There are some it really is. funny parts in this movie. 
it, it's 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 like a lot of things wrapped into one. You know, it's like this warm, funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's metaphysical, just, you know, yeah. spiritual thing, and, and it captures the spirituality of the game for yeah. me because this is a game that's passed on from fathers to sons. Mm-hmm. But there's this mystic element to baseball because, you know, they talk about, you know, there's the baseball gods, you know, and and things like that. And there's superstitions that go with this game. And there is a sense of history, not, you know, I mean, this goes back. This this gets into like American history, you know. I mean, they were playing baseball during the Civil War, you know. know. So so it's all there, you know, and there's no time in baseball. Time doesn't exist in the game of baseball, I, right? I think too that's why it attracts me so much. You know, you always ask me like, what what is it about baseball? I guess cuz it no it takes element. its time. Yeah. It, it everything yeah. just happens when it needs Absolutely. You know, it, it, it yeah. flows well. And and there's no time. So then you can, if you want to dig really deep, if there's no time in baseball, right? Uh-huh. Then then of course these men could come back here to this field because right. time is 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 an illusion, exactly. right? Exactly. Really lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. Really lovely stuff. There's also one of the great mysteries in film in this movie is what is out there in the corn. Where are they coming from? Right. You know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care. Where do they take Darth Vader? <laughs> Where do they take Darth Vader at the end of the movie? Right. It it's it's just so well done, and it's and it's a great example of a movie that that establishes its rules very quickly in its tone, and and it just does such a great job with that, and. You know, if you're not rooting for Ray Kinsella, you know, you're not rooting to get to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to where this is going. You know, I really feel like you need to have your heart checked for a hole, you know, <laughs> because and, and I'm I'm not trying to be mean. Look, if you don't like the movie, you don't like the movie. That that's one thing. But, you know, to to disregard it because it's a baseball film or because it might have a quote unquote sappy ending. No, this is as real as it gets. Mm-hmm. This is as real as it gets. And I, and, uh, and yet I fully cop to the fact that I wept during this movie and you I've did. seen this movie and I told you I was going to cry because it's one of those movies you did. that, that gets me every time, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, well, because a, I'm a human being and B for, for some personal reasons too, mm-hmm. you know, um, great stuff. Great stuff. I mean, I just I can't I can't recommend this this oh, high no, enough. It's, it's it really is. It's so amazing. And I don't want to forget. I left out a cast member, and that's Frank Whaley. He plays the young Moonlight Graham. He's also very good. He is and, really good. And um, before we take a little break, we have to talk about one of the great stars of this movie, and that is the score by the late great James Horner. Uh, this thing. It's mystical (laughs) and kind of creepy in some places and longing and just awesome. And he apparently improved a lot of it. He was just watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was and then it was nominated for for best (laughs) score. So um, everything about this movie just works. It does. Every everything. Everything works. What do you what do you think of the conclusion, though, with with the game of catch? The, oh my god! You know, it, it, let me ask you a question. I know you. I know you're going to say yes, but I want to hear what you might have to say with that. Is mm-hmm. do you feel that it was earned? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a son, <laughs> but that yeah, that moment is very. I don't know. It's very touching. You know, yeah. it, it's just. It's the setup right before it too, when he asks him if it's heaven. Mm-hmm. And he looks over and he sees his wife and daughter 
at their home. Mm-hmm. And he like, Maybe it's it a is. place <laughs> where dreams. He goes, is there heaven? Yes. Yeah, the place where dreams come true. And he looks over and sees them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and it's something for everybody. It's right. it's, you know, your dream. Everybody has their dream. Yeah. You know? oh, it's lovely. It's, it really is. it's good stuff. You know, this movie is so important to the fabric of the game for so many people that uh, they actually played a game in that field. The uh, White Sox and Yankees. Uh, so cool. And they came out of the corn. Oh, wow. <laughs> led by Kevin Costner. He walked out oh, and walked the field. Really cool. And there were the people there. And um, yeah. Yeah, then they came, the Yankees and the uh, White Sox came out of the corn. And I mean, people were just going crazy. Somewhere to see, like to watch. Oh, you can watch this. It should be on YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, it should be on YouTube. Uh, Really, really, really cool. Yeah. And I think they (laughs) should make that an annual thing. And I want to say that was the very first professional baseball game played in Iowa. So, because you can go to the field, you can go. And one of my, one of my regrets is, I was uh, traveling the country. We were going up through Iowa as we were going to Omaha, and I really wish that we had taken the time to go see the field. And yeah, but but cool. I will. We're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna we're gonna go up there, Faith. We're we gonna are. go see it. No, I'm I'm ready. And um, just just absolutely absolutely lovely. So just just a really great fable, and it has a message. And uh, and listen, I know it's a horror sci fi movie podcast. What are you doing <laughs> doing this? Well, it's got ghosts, so it, it's got ghosts, so it's it counts, ghosts, right? So. <laughs> So there it is, Field of Dreams. I love it. I absolutely, absolutely love it. So I love it too. We're going to take a very short break. This is uh, usually where we have the news, but this week we have an editorial. Now, if you're like us, you've been looking around, and you know people people are full of crap, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, people are full of crap. You know what's real? What's real anymore? You know, right? yeah. You know, can you trust the government? Can you trust the media? You know, I'm not getting conspiracy theorists here. I'm just saying. You know, nine times, well, eleven times out of ten, you can't. You know, <laughs> I mean, and why? And why should you? You know, who can you trust? You know, and, and I feel like we've lost something. Uh, we've lost our sense of of, of self, self, and belief. Yeah. You know, there's so many people out there who are just trying to get on TikTok or Instagram and, and be an influencer. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd sell their soul, right? Yeah. They'd sell their soul for that, and they and, and they don't know who they are. Yeah. And maybe right now, part of the problem with, with this country and the world is we don't know who we are. We've lost our way. So we have a very special editorial. Uh, this is from a former minor league catcher. He is the home run leader in the minor leagues. Now, he doesn't like to talk about that too much, oh, but, okay. but but yeah. And uh, last I heard, he was in Visalia. He was managing uh, the minor league team there. He played... Uh, uh, season for the Durham Bulls, he uh, he helped uh, get uh, Nuke Lelouch up to the major leagues. But uh, we have we have him here. This he 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 was nice enough to call in and uh, and and talk a little bit about belief and what he believes. Uh, so this is uh, former minor league catcher Crash Davis. You're well, going to okay. hear, and uh, he's going to tell you what he believes. So so you might want to stick around for this. So <laughs> all right. Well, I am Dan, and, I am and we'll see you on the other side.
Well, I believe in the soul. The cock, the pussy, the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, that the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. I believe in the sweet spot, softcore pornography, opening your presents Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. Good night. All right, welcome back to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Thank you, Crash Davis, for calling in yeah. and letting us know what you believe. He I, Some good things to believe in, huh? Yeah. yeah. He's probably upset, though, because the designated hitter is now a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think AstroTurf is really, like, old school AstroTurf is a thing anymore. Yeah. You know, they've got more, some new synthetic stuff. But uh, I agree with him on, on many of his points. Yeah. And, and whether you agree or disagree with him, he has a viewpoint. Yeah. He, yes. he believes what he wants to believe. He believes what he wants to believe, and he stated it very firmly. Sure did. And he said goodnight. So that was yes, that was that nice. was nice. So, well, we're about to say goodnight in uh, in just a few moments here. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. It, it it really it really boggles my mind when I see the numbers and where you're all listening from. This really is a worldwide thing, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in. It really really means a lot to us, and we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know who you are. Let us know if there's a movie you'd like to hear us review here on the show. Uh, let us know if you're a baseball fan. Let us know who you're rooting <laughs> for. We, uh, we're we partial to the Milwaukee Brewers here. And, yes. uh, we're also going to be following the Seattle Mariners this year. They have the longest playoff drought of any of the major four uh, sports so we're really hoping they can they can do something about that this year it's looking like they can so so it's going to be it's going to be exciting and again if you're not a baseball fan there's so many storylines to follow and if you're if you're new to it and or maybe a little intimidated my my advice to you would be maybe not find a team but find find a player or some players that you like and follow them it, it can it can be a lot of fun so it is it's a long season and it's it, i feel like this is a sport that was built for introverts you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> really, really. I think so. yeah yeah um quick question do you think this might be kevin costner's best film I, 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 it's, it's between this and Bull Durham. Oh, I was going to say that's, oh, that's tough. And you know, he's our actor that's most associated with baseball because yeah. of this Bull Durham, uh, for love of the game, which came out in 99. And then he did a film called the upside of anger where he played a former baseball player and he hasn't shied away from his, uh, association with the game. So, uh, yeah, that's tough. It, so, that, I mean, so that makes, that kind of gives him that American, all yeah. American thing. You know a little more, but uh, I think yeah, I it, think this is tied. It, it's <laughs> like it's kind of like Volume One and Volume Two with yeah. with Bull, It's so different from Bull Durham, you know. It is, but, but God, they're both so good. Yeah, this is kind of the fantasy, kind of. It is the fantasy, and Bull Durham is definitely the reality. Right. Yeah. And I've read uh, so many Major League Baseball players who said, yeah, Bull Durham hits very, very, <laughs> very close to home because it's pretty much what it's like. So. 
he is really great. I'm glad he's enjoying a resurgence here in the second part of his career. You know, I'm glad yeah, he's still I, relevant because he's to... he's a great filmmaker. On top of it, I think he's a great actor. I think he's underrated as an actor. I think so too. He was a he was a punchline there for a while after Waterworld came out in '95. But he is in some of my favorite movies. Yeah. I, I I I really really like him and. Uh, you know, I hope he continues to do good stuff. Yeah, I've always been drawn to him for some reason. I think he's, I really... He's think got that thing. He does. The thing the thing about Kevin Costner is he's not cool. Kevin Costner is just... He's, <laughs> he, and, and, that's a, and that's a good thing. Yeah. That he's, he's just not cool. Yeah. And, 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 and there's something cool. It's kind of like we were talking about with Superman. You know, Superman isn't exactly cool either, you know, and there's something very refreshing it's and like reassuring about that and relatable. Yeah. yeah. But he's not trying to be cool no. either. He's just himself. himself. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Maybe maybe Harrison Ford could have done this. Possibly. I, I was thinking that earlier when you were possibly, talking about it. But, I was Kind of seeing Costner's, him. But Costner's got that all shucks thing. And yeah. Ford would have been too old when they, when that, they did this. And I feel like Ford would have been like, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing voices. I think I'm having an acid flashback. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do another one of those Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> so, I, 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 I love it. So. Well, let us tell you what is coming up on the show. Well, Faith and I are about to watch Star Trek the Motion Picture. They've redone the movie. This is this yes. is like the is it 4K? Is yes, that what it is? 4K. 4K. Um director Robert Wise back in 99 started recutting the movie because he didn't get a chance to do it. And so it's his cut, but they've also gone through, they've redone the special effects and the little snippets we've seen look fantastic. So be on the lookout for that yeah, show. We're excited. We alluded to it during the show. Like everyone else in the world, we were very saddened by the news of Bruce Willis retiring from acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very saddened because of why he's retiring from acting. That is... You know, that's just a it, it, it's a, a yeah, punch to the gut. It's a punch you know? to the gut. It really <laughs> is. And for me, um, I've always loved Bruce Willis. I, I've been a fan since I was a little little boy. And uh, it's it's not so much you know me wanting more movies from him. It's just I want the man to have a happy and healthy, healthy life, yeah. and I want him to be to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's 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 the thing. And. Uh, this thing he's got is 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 nothing nice. No. It's nothing nice. So uh, keep him in your thoughts and prayers. You know, and, and I know. Listen, you know, celebrities. You don't know them. You know, you feel like you know them. Yeah. He's always struck me as okay. Oh yeah, you know, I've always gotten a as good an vibe okay guy. And um, so anyway, uh, Bruce Bruce has been in 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 our thoughts. And so well, we have two things we're doing with Bruce. Uh, we're going to be doing the 1992 Robert Zemeckis film Death Becomes Her that he's in with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, kind of a real dark comedy with horrific overtones. A uh, lot of fun. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it at all, but the trailer you showed me looks really, yeah, really fun. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I just remember really liking it, and it really fits the tone of the show here. And uh, But we're also going to be re-releasing our episode that we did on The Sixth Sense. So I went through and edited it a little bit to, to condense it. The episode first came out three years ago. 
So I feel like it's okay to, you know, repurpose that yeah. a little bit. Uh, we got good response. We, we did this with the Twilight Zone because it did fit with what mm-hmm. we were doing with the Night Stalker and Strangler and Richard Matheson spotlighting him. Well, this, uh, I feel like the Sixth Sense is going to come out uh, a few days after this. Really uh, is a companion piece in some ways to Field of Dreams, you know, because we, right. as we said tonight, deals with a lot of the Kinda, same thematic yeah. material. But that episode that we did is one of my favorite shows that we've done on the Late Night Fright. Uh, the movie is so good, and yeah. I feel like I feel like it's one of our better episodes. We really, we really got into the movie, so I hope that you all check that out if if you haven't heard it. You know, uh, you know, listen when we re-release it, um, or go back into the back catalog. What your that's your pick. Um, but so we're gonna be doing two Bruce. We got two Bruce Willis movies coming up, and we're going to do uh, an episode on Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I I don't. The only thing I can tell you right now is that Sixth Sense is coming out after this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the order is going to be <laughs> on those other two. But uh, and then we're gonna eventually get to uh, Lights Out. Faith has been wanting to do lights out and uh and then we'll we'll see where we go from there. So um that's about it. Yeah. That's a, that's all I've got. Play ball, right? Play ball. Play ball. But seriously, get in touch with us. Late night fright podcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk about baseball, please please let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk about baseball. <laughs> let's talk about horror movies. Uh, horror any, movies that have baseball in it and ghosts, yeah, and ghosts. Yeah, are there any, any? That seems like a very Japanese thing, right? Like it Japanese does. I was would actually, do like a like a baseball ghost movie. <laughs> Maybe the, I think there is one out there. I can't remember name. If anybody out there knows the name of it, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Well, whether we are your drive time podcast, whether you listen to us when you're taking a walk, whether you listen to yeah. us when you're taking your morning deuce, as face so <laughs> eloquently put earlier uh we want to thank you all for tuning in it really means a lot and it feels like it's at time doesn't it yes it does it does let's see if we snap our fingers will the magic happen we shall see ready wait i'm going to give you an opportunity for a joke here before we go because you didn't take it earlier that's what she said well you you you, you, it was a little premature i was gonna say if you build it he will come oh well that's what she said there it is all right on the count of three if we snap our (laughs) fingers Will the magic happen? Ready? One, two, three. Ah, there it is. Time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. I will just leave you with this bit of advice. If there's something you need to say to somebody out there, say it before it's too late. Yes. Good advice. That's good advice. It's been a pleasure. Great movie. Check it out. So good. Check it out. Take us home, Faith. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep Keep your your monster monster on on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side.